Young people, freedom is not free. Someone always has to pay the price. The price is high, but Americans have always been willing to pay it when necessary. My advice to you is to keep yourself prepared because it may be your turn the next time freedom is threatened. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying In the mirror, what do you see? Do you see it clearer, or are you deceived? In what you believe? Cause I'm only human after all. Welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 13th of February, year of our Lord, 2022. Found that lead-in with the old dude. Uh, you know, this young generation, as I tweeted, they're too busy doing uh, TikTok challenges and saying, okay, boomer, and going after the cause du jour. And with our lead-in topic of 95 love balloons, which is what we're turning into, and I will play that song as the bumper. We're literally balloon-killing motherfuckers. God help us the next one. And then that was, of course, the lead. Uh, we are losing our shit because Hobby Lobby um, literally financed a commercial. And, and all I have to say to everybody that's pissed off about this Planned Parenthood financed abortion pins instead of America flags with hearts in it and everybody warm in the Democratic Party. Not a article on that. So this is real religion and you have your made up religion. So that that's all I have to say. We have some sycophancy, so I'm just going to... Um, I... 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 Ah! Him saying, I'm your nightmare, the media sucking his asshole, and I want us to go back in the Wayback Machine to a time when 
this brainless potted plant, as Ben Shapiro says, hugged a binder for his first press conference. If that's your dream, I'm your nightmare. And up, especially people at the bottom, as you just phrased it. Uh, you know, they come out of a grocery store and they say, I'm not feeling this progress. You know, interest mm-hmm. rates are up. Inflation continues to, you know, bump along and everything like that. What do you say to these people to make them to believe, hey, you're doing really well, better than you think? Well, you know, really well, I don't I, I'm not sure I, I promised them really well at 2.6 percent on average, but better than better than they think. And, yeah, the problem is that a lot of the, the sticker prices they see, eggs famously at the moment because of the avian flu, although they're coming down. We had an episode of gas prices obviously going up enormously. Those kinds of things are hard to explain. I mean, you can see on this chart here that inflation really did run at a very high level coming out of COVID. After the shutdown, we had supply shortages, which made price of goods higher. We had labor shortages, which made prices, which made wages go up, which is good, but it also made prices go up. But what you can see on this chart is how fast inflation has been coming down. It's averaged only 1.9% over the last three months. Actually, when prices actually went down in December, I wouldn't promise that or advertise that as where we're headed. But for the moment, inflation is moving in the right direction. Now, what you have to watch, and Jay Powell, the chairman of the Fed, talked about that this week, is you have to watch wages, which is the right side of this. We all want wages to go up. But if wages go up too fast, it makes inflation go up. So wages need to continue. Wage increases need to moderate, unfortunately, to get inflation down and make real wages go up. And it's been happening, but they're still in the 4 to 5 percent range. They need to get down closer to 3 for inflation to get down closer to two, which is the Fed's target. Steve, Mm. we heard a lot of economists talk about... I wish you'd one day say these things. You know, as well as I do, that a former president made a deal with the Taliban that he would get all American forces out of Afghanistan by May 1. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before. In return, he was given a commitment that the Taliban would continue to attack others, but would not attack any American forces. Remember that? I'm I'm being serious. Uh, No, I'm asking you a question. uh, Because before... No, 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 wait a minute. I'm asking you a question. Is Is that accurate, the best of you or not? What? I think they have an issue that people are likely to get hurt. Some, as we've seen, have gotten killed, and that it is messy. The reason why, whether my friend will acknowledge it or has reported it, the reason why the the GOP is stupid. I, that'd be my only ad. I would just put that up for the midterms. If you were doing an election for dog catcher, I would put up that because that's the president of the United States hugging a binder. The same people. He came from the same administration that said Mitt Romney was going to have a binder full of women and the 80s are looking for your foreign policy. But clearly, I'm going to go back to the 80s now because we're shooting down balloons like fucking duck hunt on Atari. 
So Nina is going to start us off in English with 99 Love Balloons. You and I in a little toy shop Buy a bag of balloons with the money we've got Set them free at the break of dawn To one by one they were gone Back at base, box in the software Flash the message, something's out there Floating in the summer sky Ninety-nine red balloons go by John, so the Pentagon ordered this new object be taken down over Alaska. The president ordered it. The president ordered it. So is it a fair takeaway then that the Pentagon regrets not taking down the first balloon before it crossed the entire U.S.? Well, I'm not going to speak for the Pentagon. I can tell you that the president doesn't regret the, the way that we uh, handled the first balloon. Um, that time we, first of all, apples and oranges here in terms of size. As I said, this was size of a small car and it was over uh, a very sparsely populated area, but also more critically over, it was over water, water space when we ordered this down as we did the, as uh, we did the last one, but completely different size. Um, and um, the debris field f for this, uh, we expect to be much, much smaller than would have been for the other one. That's difference one. Difference two, uh, we knew for a fact that the PR PRC balloon that we shot down last week was in fact a surveillance asset um, and capable of surveillance over sensitive military sites and that it had self-propulsion and maneuver capabilities. There's no indication that this one did. The other one, the first one, was able to maneuver and loiter, slow down, speed up. Um, it was very it was very purposeful, that flight path within inside the inside the, the jet stream. That would suggest that maybe it out over Alaska, too, though. Well, well, well I, look, the Pentagon's already spoken to this question about whether or not they uh, should have or could have shot it down over Alaska airspace. So I would refer you to, it was two hours and hours of testimony yesterday on that. On, on the communications, though, we still don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, we don't know what intelligence or communications um, could have been collected or what devices they were targeting, as I understand it. So that being said, how can the president say it was not a major breach if we don't know that? What we do know is uh, we knew the basic flight path of this thing. And we were able to take steps at sensitive military sites that we believed would be all along the flight path uh, to significantly curtail any intelligence ability that the Chinese could get, uh, get from, from the balloon. Certainly curtail anything that would be above and beyond um, you know, what they normally try to collect through other means. And wasn't it a, a major breach, security breach for the United States, just the fact that the balloon came into the airspace no. and flew over the country for so many days? No, look, <laughs> the total amount of uh, intelligence gatherings going on by every country around the world is overwhelming. And the idea that a balloon could traverse, uh, break American airspace is... Uh, Anyway, it's, it's not a major breach. It'll be 99 by the time we're done. So Binder Boy just plays it off like it's not that big a deal. A, a guy who's got way too much time on his hand literally went all over Twitter, and he found this. It's in Mongolia, 
It's Shizuan Banner, 138 kilometers north of Hobart, and that's their balloon center. So Kirby was talking about balloon two. We're now on balloon four. We shot something over Alaska, Canada, and yesterday Lake Huron. And it was an octagon shaped. But my point is, well, we couldn't shoot the Montana one and weren't even going to tell the American people because it was over land. Now we're whacking anything that looks like a balloon. I mean, there are reports that they're going into a local carnival and they got F-22s blowing up the kids' red balloons. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, it's out of fucking control. Um, Task and Purpose played it as a joke. Only reporter asked real questions was the one I played for you because nobody else cared. Um, As Jess closed into China, balloon hobbyists were listening. How the fuck can they hear that? I don't know, but all these, uh, I got an app I found, all these guys are having FAA, um, you know when planes take off, you can see it. But my favorite, and and I hope I got this, let's just get through the slides here. Uh, That wasn't it. Uh, Yeah, I suck. So let's do this. Uh, I don't know why I didn't get this, because this pretty much sums up, um, it sums up where we are. There we go. This was all over Twitter. All the paid subscribers were, I am, we are so lucky we got Biden. We are so lucky we have Biden helping us out because Biden is the best. Without Biden, we be fucked. Yeah. Okay. Got his cool ray bounds and his hair blowing. Wasn't that what he said? FBI retracts SPLC source memo smearing radical traditional Catholics. So once again, let's make sure that we know that the uh, people um, who are literally coming up with um, everything they can to bust people, they're making shit up. And Tellinger. The only success story in right-wing social media. And it is basically because Rumble has become huge and they don't like it. Article from Turi. Is the Red Scare going blue? Democrats accuse government critics of being Putin lovers. Those are pretty interesting. And then a last-minute one. Proud Boy Defense bust by DOJ for withholding Doc Central to J6 sedition conspiracy. They're holding it from him. So once again, I'm not a Proud Boy guy. Don't know anything about the Proud Boys. Half the time, I think it's kind of like just made up by the media. But nothing says freedom and justice like how we've handled the 900 people who trespassed. Not the ones that broke window, the Antifa and extreme right-wingers combined. Not the people that hit cops. Just the people that walked in open doors, took pictures, and walked out. It says so much freedom. The freedom you guys want, which is shut the fuck up and do as we say. That's the left. And nothing before I go into our subjects for the day. Reads that like, Nicole Wallace. Somebody has made a documentary. I'm only going to play 10, 10, 
10 seconds or 10 minutes of it because uh, it's just too good not to play. So I'm really sorry. I got to do it. Um, she is the largest misinformation pushing person that you'll ever see in your entire life. And it's so funny somebody made this video. You don't have a president, as you said, talking about exterminating right. Latinos. Donald Trump did not talk about exterminating Latinos. 100% pants on fire. Regular viewers know that we have been following the mysterious illness that has affected U.S. officials all around the globe called the Havana Syndrome. I've been following this with sort of a morbid curiosity for, for months. Explain the syndrome, who it targets. Well, this really begins during the transition between the Obama administration and the Trump administration. And you had a veteran uh, CIA officer who uh, felt as if there was like a, a beam of energy that was following him. Uh, and so he reported it. Hey, Mike! Uh, you know, frankly, everyone was mystified. They didn't really know what to make of it. About a month later, uh, a second incident involves that same CIA officer. And something about the, the rays or the waves or the energy that was beaming towards them, it sickened them. And what's kind of remarkable about the story is the claims are scientifically implausible. The mysterious Havana Syndrome. Havana Syndrome, that mysterious set of ailments known as the Havana Syndrome. Oh. People believed to have been affected have reported headaches, dizziness, and in some cases, a loud noise. Just play it for you so you can hear. It was a lot worse earlier. It was persistent, kind of at the same level all the time. Scientists say the sounds were crickets the mystery of the Havana Syndrome. It's an unexplained mystery. The mystery deepens around the Havana, Havana Syndrome. Mysterious Havana Syndrome. New fears about the Havana Syndrome. And the growing mystery of Havana Syndrome. What is behind the rise of those sudden attacks? There are enemies might be weaponizing technology and attacks against U.S. officials. To stop the Mysterious Havana Syndrome, Havana Syndrome, Havana Syndrome. The mystery deepens over the so-called Havana Syndrome, the mysterious affliction called the Havana Syndrome. Nicole, I'm really concerned. It's only a matter of time before maybe a senior leader gets hit with this. Questions about whether these were the actions of a foreign adversary. Intelligence agencies strongly suspect Russia is to blame. Havana Syndrome. Russia is the leading suspect. Havana Syndrome. Those sudden attacks. Targeted attacks. These aren't attacks on people that work at museums. They're attacks on U.S. government officials. Mysterious Havana Syndrome. Beaming something to hurt people's brains. Are they acts of war? Indeed, it could be considered an act of war. Mysterious Havana Syndrome. Clearly acts of aggression, acts of war. war. If they're acts of war, why are we still debating whether they're real? This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the Twilight Zone. Deadline White House continues after a quick break. Do not go anywhere. On Tuesday, the House passed the Havana Act, designed to provide financial support to those believed to be suffering from symptoms of Havana Syndrome. Uh, right, so that'll be this many dollars. Why are we doing more? More. 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 Why, indeed, the attacks have stepped up. Whoever is doing this is sending a message to the United States. We can attack you at will. We can attack you 
wherever we want and whenever we want, and you can't catch us. Frank Figlizzi, we share your passion. We'll stay on this with you. Thank you, my friend. When we return, a mysterious illness known as the Havana Syndrome, a four-year mystery, an unexplained phenomenon, Havana Syndrome. Deadline White House continues after a quick break. Don't go anywhere. The White House engulfed in a new Russia scandal. Russia offered bounties for the killing of American soldiers. Russians offered a bounty for the killing of U.S. soldiers. Russian bounties on the heads of American soldiers. The commander of all U.S. troops in Afghanistan says Intel has not established Russia paid bounties. Top Pentagon officials say that the Russian bounty program is not corroborated. The Department of Defense has no corroborating evidence to validate the allegations. This mountain of evidence that we now have of Donald Trump refusing to confront Vladimir Putin about something as sacred as the lives of U.S. soldiers. Bounties placed on the heads of American soldiers. Bounties on the heads of American soldiers. Bounties on the heads of American soldiers. Bounties on U.S. soldiers' heads. Russian bounties put on the heads of American soldiers. Placed on the heads of American soldiers. Bounties being placed on the heads of American soldiers. Bounties being placed on the heads of American soldiers. Bounty programs. Russian operatives. Russia. Bounties paying the killing of U.S. soldiers, putting bounties on the heads of our soldiers. I want to come back one more time to the Russian bounty crisis. Russians paying bounties for killing Americans to kill U.S. troops. Trump calling this a hoax. The Russia bounty story. The Russia bounty story. Russian lethal covert actions to kill Americans. Russia has paid bounties for murdering American soldiers, the killing of U.S. and Allied forces. Russian plot to kill American troops. Russians paying bounties for the killing of American soldiers. Why do Russians want American? American soldiers dead. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, I think that we haven't got time to go into hey, wait it. Wait a second, wait a second. Russian bounties placed on the heads of American soldiers. Russians paying the Taliban bounties for dead American soldiers. Russian bounties on the heads of U.S. soldiers. And the bounties on U.S. soldiers. Russian bounty scandal. Russian paid bounty scandal of increasingly daunting proportions. Russia scandal. Russia offered bounties to kill U.S. troops. A bounty on the heads of American service members. You know, if you believe what you're being, you've been reading. Um, bounties on the heads of U.S. soldiers. Bounty story. Explosive Reporting about Russia paying bounties to kill American troops. U.S. soldiers killed by people paid bounties. Russians for paying to kill American troops. A Russian program bounties for murdering American soldiers. Russian bounties on the heads of American soldiers. It's a conversation we've had many, many times, but never with such stark evidence in front of us. Uh, it's a jet stream of bullshit coming out of your mouth, my friend. Intelligence saying that the Russians put bounties on American soldiers' heads. The most vetted intelligence, intelligence about intelligence. And, and, and intelligence was described to me by a former intelligence official. The intelligence community, this intel intelligence reporting, intelligence committee, national intelligence. You, you, you have the intelligence. Well, Nicole, it's great to be with you. Um, it's classified, so I really can't share with you what I learned. But let me right. just say Russia. The reported perpetrator of the bounty program, intelligence about Russia paying bounties for the killing of U.S. soldiers. And what about reported intelligence, intel, American officials, intelligence agency, intelligence heads? Well, what what U.S. intelligence learned is that there was a Russian military intelligence. It's according to three officials familiar with the intelligence. Intelligence, intel, intelligence, the intelligence, intelligence, saying that according to officials, intelligence officers, the intelligence community, intel, U.S. intelligence about bounties being placed on the heads of American. American soldiers. The CIA has placed intelligence in front of Donald Trump. Intelligence about
Good stuff. This is the only kind of not biased thing I could find. Biden bailing on Fox News Super Bowl interview is bad, actually, and probably it wasn't done for the reason you think. We had a president of the United States refuse to go to the network airing the Super Bowl. Not only was the media good with it, they thought it was the right thing to do. Juliet, a lot happened in politics, specifically in the Fox world, State of the Union. What was your biggest takeaway this week? Well, they completely rewrote history with the uh, State of the Union address. They said that Biden was a bumbling idiot and couldn't get through his speech and that he was, like you said, lying about more than one Republican lawmaker wanting to cut or alter Social Security, Medicaid and Medicare. But let's just stay on that because Fox continues to say that Biden's comments about these Republicans wanting to cut uh, Social Security, that's been debunked. But it hasn't been debunked. I mean, for fact's sake, yesterday, the president himself went down to Florida and word for word read from Rick Scott's plan. So explain to me how they keep pushing these lies to their audience. A, did they not have a legal and standards department? And B, <laughs> like, what gives? Their audience is just going to believe this? Yeah, they have absolutely no shame. They'll say whatever they think they need to say to promote their agenda. and mostly through lying through omission, like leading out stories completely. Um, the best I got this week was, I believe it was uh, Judge Jeanine said, one senator, and she said it, you know, like that, like one senator said he wanted to cut that, but he didn't mean it, basically, you know, I'm paraphrasing. So the work that you're doing is obviously interesting to someone like me and my audience, but that Fox News audience, that right wing audience, is that who you're trying to get to? I'm trying to get to the friends, families, coworkers, and colleagues of people who are already deeply entrenched in Fox. As we know, the tradition mm. is whichever network is hosting the Super Bowl, they typically have an interview with whomever is president at that time ahead of the game. Now, President Biden has sat down with PBS this week, sat down with Telemundo this week. But Kirsten, uh, Fox News Channel telling CNN that at this point they haven't had a formal no, but they're operating as if the interview is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, as a strategist here, is this what you would advise President Biden to do? I mean, this I'm is not, a massive I'm not a strategist. audience. Yeah. I'm not a strategist, so I'm an analyst, but as an analyst, yes, yes, I would. I, I, depending on who they're putting forth, at this point, I don't know who they could put forth um, who would do a serious interview. Um, I think in the past, you know, it could have been a Chris Wallace or somebody like that, mm -hmm. but I don't think that, it, you know, I think where Fox News is at this point, I'm not really sure what the upside is for it because then he ends up having to answer a bunch of questions about you know, sort of conspiracy theories. So, I, you know, if, if, if he decides he wants to do it, great. But if he decides he doesn't want to do it, I think he's perfectly within his rights to say no to that, considering what Fox has become. President, this current president doesn't want to do it. Maybe future presidents won't want to do it. Yeah, Jim, I think this really underscores um, the level of commitment uh, Biden has showed to icing out Fox. As you, as you said, he hasn't granted uh, this right-wing talk channel uh, any interviews since he's been president. And you can imagine why. I mean, if you watch this channel, it, it's very clear there's a, there's a strong animus toward him, toward his administration. And at nighttime, you have extremists 
people like Tucker Carlson, who are going on, on these rants, who are spreading misinformation and conspiracy theories about uh, things from the vaccines to January 6th. And so I think for this president, he has decided, you know, he's not going to call out the channel. He's not going to go to war with it in that way, but he's not going to give it any credence by appearing on. That's true. And I mean, one of the things that you have to think about is whether or not, um, you know, this battle is worth it. I mean, a lot of people just want to watch football. Yeah, a lot of people want to watch football. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people do turn into tune into this game. So it is a big platform that he is effectively giving up by not appearing on Fox, you know. The game airs on Fox this year. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. So, um... <laughs> Well, it's a problem. <laughs> so he would be interviewed by a Fox News journalist, Brett Bayer, Bayer or somebody like that. Yeah. It, but it, and it would give Biden the chance to get his message out to a huge, huge audience. So the question is, should he do it? You know, there is the issue of they still say that he wouldn't really uh, win the election. Yeah. Those people over there at Fox, they're not exact. They keep saying he's a liar when they're the liars. Why would he go over there? I don't, I don't think he should. I mean, you know, I know that it's a tradition. The pregame show, this pre-interview would only get about 20 million viewers. I think he got something like 27.3 for the State of the Union. So people have seen him. They've heard him. And I don't think you normalize the misinformation network. Did he get more in the State of the for the love of God, you people are such hacks. You have every network in the world singing your praises and pushing your, your version of facts. And Fox is somehow bad? Mm, okay. Yeah, get back to me when you, you find some fucking honesty and stuff. MSNBC declared there that Fox is a cult and needs deprogramming. You saw Kirsten Powers, who used to be less stupid. Oliver Darcy, The View. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, the president was looking forward to an interview with Fox Soul to discuss the Super Bowl, the State of the Union, and critical issues affecting the everyday lives of black Americans. We've been informed that Fox Corp has asked for the interview to be canceled. That's a lie. I don't understand why the White House is playing this game. Of course, Fox Corp is not going to let them bypass Fox News for an interview with Fox Soul, a small streaming operation with a tiny audience. Why not just say they are declining the Fox News interview and outline why? See, see how they flip it? They, they flip it because they are the sycophants. Going to play some interesting sound bites that just disprove that Fox is crazy. Michael Kahn, Cohn. Trump's the threat, not China. Trump niece has a podcast that people listen to and says that Biden had the greatest state of the union ever. Uh, CNN morning laughs out loud that Trump being called pussy ass bitch was in the record in Congress. And then CNN suggests that DeSantis could target companies for showing interracial couples, which is completely made up. I always ask you this question, but I don't think it's ever stale because you do know Donald Trump very well, intimately well, in terms of the way his brain thinks. Is Trump finally at that point where he's hitting the panic button? I think he's hit the panic button a while ago. However, what he's very good at is hiding it. So anybody that's in the room with him 
would be able to attest to things that I had seen in the past, which is Donald really losing it. But in front of the camera, he's calm, cool, and collect because he's a sociopath, period, end of story. You know, I will tell you one thing while watching the show before I came on, you had Michael Allen on. And let me tell you, the real true danger to our national security are not these floating balloons that are out there. It's now, as you earlier reported, the fact that they copied um, these classified documents, and it was sitting on a computer of one of Donald's aides. Where we are going to look at the three or four most egregious things that have been done by Kevin McCarthy's house this week. And boy, uh, <laughs> just the State of the Union alone could keep us talking for the whole 30 minutes. That was one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. We had on the one hand, what was, in my opinion, the greatest State of the Union address ever given by a president, at least in modern times. What was the tweet about? Would you like me to give the direct quote? Yeah. Um, Please excuse my language. This is a direct quote, but Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy ass bitch. Okay. Free speech. Kara Swisher is with us, uh, host yeah. of On with Kara Swisher. <laughs> Quite an intro. I, well, an NYU Stern School of Business marketing professor and host of the Prof G podcast. And notably, Richard, as you mentioned, uh, Governor DeSantis does have. Uh, potentially presidential aspirations in the recent moves that he's made. Uh, it's notable that, as you said, he is a Republican. Uh, Republicans are typically much more friendly to private businesses, right? Uh, what do you make of this? Absolutely. What do you make of what critics are calling an infringement on a private entity? <laughs> I was shocked last summer when this was proposed and I'm shocked now, too. We'll see how it plays for him. Um, he is a cultural warrior. We know that. This all started with his attack on wokeness, wokeness in our public schools, wokeness in the diversity and training program used on campus, so to speak, by the Disney company. And um, hmm, we'll see uh, whether politics have changed enough so that an anti-wokeness strategy that he's pursuing maybe therefore in his presidential campaign, uh, will work even when he's using it against a major corporation and punishing them, in effect, for speaking out. Will other big companies, Ford Motor, the ones that advertise at the Super Bowl, are they going to be frightened? Then one of the creepiest things I've ever seen is this soundbite you're about to see paired with an MSNBC soundbite. This is how far the media, specifically mediaite, will go to hype Biden.
a great defense, a great offense, a great receiver in Joe Biden. Here's some highlights. High score, 0-0, zero, zero. Petey back. Good protection, he throws. Biden deep, he's got it. Good go off, no way. Touchdown, Archbear. Archbear's got the ball. Peterman rolls, they've got him. He's gonna get tackled, scrambles left. Rose, nobody open, no advice, got it. He runs, first down, Archmere. Now Archmere's running game. Peterman hands it to Biden. Carrying like a meatloaf. Puck that ball away, Joe. First down, Archmere. Come back on the inside. It was extraordinarily predictable yesterday, uh, an airing of grievances and conspiracy theories, and making a bet that the American people cares at all about Hunter Biden and his laptop in business dealings. And look, if there was some wrongdoing, it'll be investigated uh, by the proper authorities, um, and that remains to be seen whether or not that will happen. Um, but this is something that they have talk themselves into a corner, that, that, that this, these conspiracy theories off what used to be in the fringes of the internet became more mainstream thanks to Republican talking points. They live on in primetime Fox News shows. Uh, and for an element of the Republican base, they want to see this happen. And Republicans have told me they feel like they'd be punished by voters if they didn't see through here. But there are a lot of Republicans, right. at least Jordan, there are a lot of Republicans who are nervous about this, who see President Biden talking about things like Social Security and Medicare, talking about big jobs numbers, and, and at least an element, a loud element of their party is obsessed about stuff that only plays to the smallest part of their base. Well, and Jonathan, they come into a little bit of power, a teensy bit of power, because the margin is so narrow. But is the House just going to look like all they're doing is a consistent grievance train? And not The actual soundbite was on Mediate, uh, posted by Tommy Christopher on February 11th at 4 p.m. Watch kickoff Super Bowl weekend with the film of Joe Biden scoring sweet touchdown in high school. That's real. Mika Brzezinski, Biden's well-liked. Who cares about the polls? And then what you're seeing right now. This is now the new thing. How the hasty packing of Biden's paper led to a special counsel inquiry. That's what they're going. Miss Chung took time off for her Pentagon job and went to think tank office. There, she recognized many of the same documents that the vice president's office and of Obama administration. So she literally just, yeah, yeah, I, I took time off. Then that, Biden torpedoes Republican probe into Hunter Biden. It's over. You don't need to listen anymore. It's done. Done. And then you wonder why everything's so fucking crazy. Boom. Soros tied disinfo group is reportedly blacklisting conservative media. You will watch. They are going to start deplatforming before 2024. And I don't mean deplatforming individuals. I mean platforms. They're going to deplatform people. 
whole websites. Just see ya. And then one of my favorites is the Fetterman saga. So Fetterman's been in literally in the hospital for three days. No reporter finding out. New York Times stealth edits article because they got bashed for it. They're just not covering that this dude is not well, which is exactly what conservatives said before he went in. Breaking, U.S. Senator John Fetterman, the Pennsylvania Democrat who suffered a stroke during his camp on last year, was hospitalized Wednesday night after feeling lightheaded while attending a Senate Democrat retreat, The Office. Here comes the truth about John Fetterman, today's New York Times, months too late. When it's bad, Mrs. Mr. Fetterman has described it as trying to make out the muffled voices of the teacher in the Peanuts cartoon whose words can never be deciphered. But yes, yeah, Santos. New York Times article on John Fetterman Health and Special Needs in Congress gets edited from black glass because you can do that. But then we see simultaneously a Republican, a female, a Latina. Yeah, Wapa goes just right after her ass. Just remember, the same Dems who are trying to mock Congresswoman Luna for changing her last name are the same ones who for six years told you Liz Warren was a Native American. Now here she is for herself. Florida's representative for the 13th district, Anna Paulina Luna. Congresswoman, great to have you on the program tonight. As I mentioned, the Washington Post has already issued one correction regarding you being previously registered as a Democrat. What else did they get wrong? Well, they did start out with saying that I basically made up the fact that my father ne never went to jail. And as you saw with the records that we sent to Fox News, that's completely false. You know, my story growing up within the welfare system, going to over six high schools, that's not something that the Washington Post wants to tell the truth about. They also proceeded to leave out an entire interview with a roommate that I had that debunked a bizarre claim made by someone that was apparently stationed with me that claimed that I owned a firearm during this break in. So the fact is, is that we we have these receipts. My attorneys already issued a letter of correct correction. Fo uh, Washington Post didn't respond to a response from Fox Digital, nor did any of the other people that made these bizarre allegations. And we will be issuing these letters to correct to Vanity Fair and a few other major outlets decided to run with the story before they corrected the facts. I will say that People Magazine did reach out and they wanted to wait to see this um, episode before they ran the story. So I'll be interviewing with them after. But it's awful how they treat minorities. And the fact is, is that their undertone of their article was incredibly racist. They tried to undercut my Hispanic heritage. They even spoke to my mother and didn't report a lot of what she was posting. So the Washington Post is compost and they should do better. Why do you think, Congresswoman, that you were their target? I think that my story is something that they didn't want to believe is true. Again, I grew up within the welfare system. I went to over six high schools. My parents were never married. And I also think one of the craziest claims that they're trying to say is that I wasn't raised as a Messianic Jew. You know, I have documentation and photos of my father at synagogue. My mother confirmed this to the Washington Post. But again, they don't want people like me to have credibility. And so what they try to do is attack the reputation. Mind you, this is also a few days after, though, I went after Yul Roth and Twitter for exposing them as being joint state actors. And so I am on congressional oversight. I do believe that they're trying to, again, attack my credibility, and I'm not going to let them get away with this. The American right. people deserve honest representation. I'm exactly that, and I have the receipts to prove it.
Yeah, many people saw that interaction with Yoel Roth this week from Twitter. Um, you brought up race. I would love to ask you this one last question. You know, your situation with The Washington Post here reminds me of the story, again, with The Washington Post from a few years ago when it came to South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. It seemed to question Scott's story and by implication whether or not he was authentically black or had an authentically black experience in America. They point out that you changed your last name, that you previously went by your father's last name and later in life changed your last name to Luna. And again, the implication seems to me to be you're not authentically Hispanic. They don't even have to research because they know nobody's going to check it. And if the conservatives do, they'll just play it off or they'll change it on Twitter. We incorrectly stated that Anna Paulina Luna was registered as a Dem in Washington State in 2017 based on the Aronis Voter Registration Database. Washington only requires voters to declare party affiliation when they cast a ballot in the Ponis primary. So sorry for this. Oh, well. Then she notes, holy shit, the Washington Post just tried to claim my dad was never incarcerated, left out comments from my mom, said I was registered Democrat, and did not report a convo they had with a former roommate and interviewed family. I don't talk to. This is comical. Anna Paulina sharp turn to the right. Her count of isolated, impoverished childhood and embrace of her Hispanic heritage have surprised her friends and family. So it's all made up, but she's wrong. She's a Latinx for the wrong party. That's just not acceptable. Not acceptable at all. Um, And when they're not doing that, they're doing this. This is classic, classic Maggie Haberman. And I actually had somebody attack me for tweeting um, about this and saying that she was basically a piece of fucking dung. Um, Basically, they're upset because they're trying to get him to fight with Trump, and he's ignoring it. Her tweet, when Trump posted in, Nguyen was about DeSantis on a social media site. DeSantis demurred instead of firing back. Instead, his harshest hit that week was on the press. And me, Michael Bender and me, on whether DeSantis is going to be able to sustain this posture. And then she left it so nobody could reply. Next tweet has never run nationally. He's leaving himself a short runway. A little margin for error. Lightly late announcement. DeSantis said to look at late May Day, May or June. Trump has been mocking DeSantis' casual conversations. On a later note, Trump called into Council for National Policy event held at a Club Doral last week and talked about anti-abortion efforts, which he was blah 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 blah. They're garbage human. And then you you got Bill Maher, who's real, and an ex-conservative, saying how bad it is that we're not going to have unbiased journalism. Well, boys, you're the reason why. One of you left Fox, and one of you wasn't a hard lefty until the left got too crazy for you. I saw something that I thought was rather groundbreaking in the Washington Post. Your competitor over there from the New York Times, Leonard Downey, he used to be, I think, the executive editor there. Okay, he wrote an editorial about objectivity. 
uh, which I thought, again, was kind of a sea change. I mean, objectivity, I remember in the past, always was something that was, of course, impossible to obtain in journalism. But I never remember anybody saying, we're not trying. If you got accused of not being objective, they would say, well, we're humans, of course we are. We try, we get as close as we can. We can't help it if some bleeds it. Now, apparently, <laughs> new journalism is, we don't even try, and we're not trying. And we don't think that's a goal. Uh, he said the reason he said the standard was dictated, talking about objectivity, over decades by male editors in predominantly white newsrooms. So uh, that may be, I'm sure, true, but so the concept of activity should go? Are we well, not if, throwing if, the if, baby if, out if, with if, the bathwater here? If he were to get his way, that would be not just the end of any serious journalism in the United States. I think it would be the end of the United States. I mean, this is what? this is Trump's. Wow. Well, let me explain for a second <laughs> what, what I mean. That's let, dramatic. Hang, hang on a second. Uh, th th this is Trump's America because what it means is that truth is whatever you claim it is. Truth is whatever your lived experience is. Truth is whatever right. your narrative is. No, actually, that's not the truth. And newspapers exist to at least seek a standard of accuracy and truthfulness that is not what. Ruben or Bill or any of you in the audience happen to think it is. I thought that was the battle we spent six years fighting the Trump administration about, that you just couldn't say it was true that you had sold 90% of your condominiums in your fabulous new development, even if it, <laughs> even if it, right. even if it, if, if it wasn't true. So this is, I mean, what, what, he's, what, he's, what he's talking about is a trend in newsrooms, which is, I think, incredibly damaging. And all this business... Well, you know, it was white guys who got on the bandwagon of objectivity. What exactly does that mean? So anything that a white guy happened to have come up with at some point in time is therefore suspect. Let's throw out the, the polio vaccine because it was a pair of white guys who, who came up with that. It is, how, about, it is how about Einstein's theory of relativity no longer holds because Einstein was manifestly white? Yeah, our media's just fucking garbage. So, as I did last show, I'd like to do the lighter, fair break in the middle between serious subjects, and we're about halfway through the podcast at this point. So, I have kind of gone around and tried to find different things that are funny. So, the first one's not as good as I wish it was, was. And it's some Alabama good old boys taking out their Chinese balloon, but I just thought it was funny. Next is an Airbnb hit that came from Carla, the Zero Puti. I don't know what the fuck it is. Talking about their experience with uh, Airbnb, which is very interesting. Um, you're going to see the dashboard of an Imperial, because I saw that, and I just want to comment afterwards, because our cars are garbage now compared to what they used to be. And the Gutfeld video was just fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Because it's perfect Gutfeld. Last week, we were shocked to find out China sent a spy balloon across America. But what you didn't know is, there was a second balloon that got shot down, over Mississippi. We've obtained exclusive video of the event. Hey, Bear. 
What in the dadgum hell is that? That looks like one of them China balloons. China balloons? Yeah, like that one that was flying over Montana the other day. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. And they spied on most of the country before Joe decided to do anything, didn't they? Well, this is Mississippi, boy. Let's do it. What's he saying? I don't know. I think he's asking for directions. I'll give his ass directions all the way down to the ground. You ready, big boy? Yes, sir. Go! Huh. Holy cow. Wow. Is this what all the fuss was about? Yes, sir. You think they're trying to scare us over there in China? Yeah, I think so. It didn't work. Well, I guess they can report back to Chinese headquarters that we ain't too scared. <laughs> Dang, that was more fun than dove season, man. Yeah, I hope they send another one. <laughs> in a shitty Airbnb experience and made this video so you never do the same. What the? We had about a week of this noise. I got a jackhammer and a chainsaw. All day, every day. And then we heard a knock at the door. Construction for months. Months? The months we paid for to have a nice quiet yard in Las Vegas after driving from snowy Wisconsin? We thought to ourselves, surely the host or Airbnb would want to, you know, reimburse us for the impacted day. So we reached out and... Here's $15. $15. For lost sleep, lost productivity. And don't forget the choir of neighborhood dogs harmonizing with the machine orchestra that blocked our driveway. Then I said to myself, I said, I'm going to put something on Twitter because that's, that's how all the cool people do it. That's how you get real service. Babe? Yeah, so honestly, it went great. They got me a new support person. They offered me a refund and rebook. But you'll never believe what happened next. We were flying so high that day. We'd be free. Airbnb was actually looking out for us, the customer. How wrong we were. So, so wrong. Because after they left us on red in the app, we decided to call to confirm the rebook. And it was then that they said they'd messed up by sending us the offer. The $15 was insulting, but this, this was just cruel. And at this point, you might be thinking, what's some migraine-inducing constant construction noise if the 1,000-square-foot house is okay? What I love about Airbnb is you always know what you're getting. Like this beautiful backsplash that is a sticker. Not even the fancy kind. I especially love the attention to detail. I mean, wow. Yeah, screwed about four of them back on myself. You're welcome. And let's not forget the ancient appliances. I guess somebody really wanted some fucking cube dice. And a dash of propaganda. Don't forget to wear a mask when you shower. So at this point, you're probably wondering how we lost the money. Wrong number of bedrooms? You get a refund. Weeks of industrial construction with jackhammers starting at 7 a.m., including weekends that requires workers to come into your house to shut off your gas and heat? 
We're sorry. We're sorry. With our host not willing to budge on changing our dates or any reimbursements, we had to either pay cancellation fees or pay to live in a construction site. Airbnb long-stay cancellation policies say that your first 30 nights are non-refundable, but you also have to pay for the 30 nights after you cancel, which for us was over $7,000. And Airbnb wouldn't even refund us the service fee. You'd think as a large business, they'd try to offer us some sort of rebooking discount for our trouble or, you know, because they said they would, but no. Thanks for the great video inspiration, though. And I just want to say, the customer service agent we worked with for two days really did want to help us out, but he was bound by shitty policy. Airbnb could have at least refunded us the fees and not made a profit on our bad experience, thereby turning us into a happy customer. It would have cost them nothing. And if companies won't look out for their customers, well, at least we should look out for each other. So if you think I'm an idiot for getting into this mess, don't worry, I absolutely feel like one. But if this video helps at least one other person, then that makes the burn hurt slightly less. Think of all the Bitcoin we could have bought. Don't trust, verify. Is the interior and particularly the instrument panel on this vehicle? Looking at this instrument panel, there's really only one word to describe it, and that is it's indescribable. Imagine trying to convey to a friend what this instrument panel looks like absent them actually seeing a picture of it. There are so many deviations from the norm that it's almost challenging to explain and give somebody a visual picture of what this instrument cluster would look like. And it was strange not only by today's standards, but also by the standards of the time. And indeed, Chrysler must have felt the same way about the Imperial's interior because on this picture from the 1961 brochure that depicts the interior, the text reads, no book can describe all the majestic power or the subtle nuances of great symphony, nor can a book completely describe an automobile. Therefore, this challenge, drive an Imperial as you would your present car. Compare it by any standards you deem valid with any car you can choose. No Imperial. We rest our case on your personal evaluation. That certainly would have been an interesting challenge to somebody test driving the Imperial, particularly once they sat down in the driver's seat. I mean, look at, first of all, the steering wheel. Now, square steering wheels are coming back and becoming all the rage again, particularly on performance cars, because they give you a bit more sightline out the top of the car and also give you some more legroom on the bottom. But this was veritably strange in the late 1950s to have this square steering wheel and imagine trying to turn the corner as your hand kind of bobs up and down as the different sections of the wheel return back to normal once you've made the turn, or even as you're trying to execute it. However, beyond the steering wheel, the turn signals are also quite interesting. You can see there are little green triangles at the top of both of those pops. Gutfeld, new king of late night commercial, ready to roll. Isn't this great? Is this cultural appropriation? <laughs> Action. Hello, America. That's a wrap. What? Sorry, these ads are pricey. Gutfell, new king of late night commercial, ready to roll. Isn't this great? Is this cultural appropriation? <laughs> Action. Hello, America. That's a wrap. What? Sorry, these ads are pricey. Since I bite in that intro, it's literally a commercial they ran because Fox ran the Super Bowl, so they ran this commercial. And the left is so butthurt that a conservative has finally done the same thing they do. A political show that's a comedy show. And he's dick slapping all of them. 
This was the Dean Obadiah show and the creator of the Daily Show. Listen to what she says. Life. And now, got those ratings. He's going to have a Super Bowl live. I'm not kidding. The Super Bowl Sunday, touting him. Fox News is running. King of late night, Greg Gutfeld, dressed like a king. And technically, his ratings, he starts 11 p.m. Eastern time. It's a half hour earlier. But he beat Colbert, Fallon, and Kimmel now, consistently in the ratings. I don't think it's a fair comparison. I don't know one comic going, I hope I get on Gutfeld. You know, comments <laughs> want to get on Fallon. They want to get on Letterman in the past. Like, who dreams of Fox News for Tom Shalhoub? <laughs> who Tom gets on that, like there's a few right-wing comments. So Liz, look, you created The Daily Show. Is is Greg Gutfeld's bullshit considered late night comedy show? Look, here's what I always say. Uh, he ain't funny to me, but we see that there's an audience out there for shit like that. There's an audience out there for shit like Joe Rogan. There's an audience out there of fucking shitty people. It's You're fucking garbage humans. There's people for shitty shows, yeah. The Daily Show was a shitty fucking show. Just go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself in the ass. I mean, I, I, wow. A rare whiskey could be salvaged from a 107-year-old shitwreck, shipwreck, shitwreck, literally still in the cask. Matt Norg and me can have a sip of that shit. That'd be fucking good. The Army's going to upgrade this shit. They're going to buy a bunch of them. I've seen them on post. They're fucking pretty badass looking rides, man. I got to I gotta admit. And then there was this article. Where is the, the fucking Tesla? And from the article, early this morning, we measured the brightness changes of a car tumbling a space created to Eric Denley. We can report that Tesla Roadster Starman is rotating with a period of 4.75896 minutes. You can see the car blinking in our time lapse from the 4.1 SOAR telescope in Chile, taken at twilight in 2018. The car is already more than 1 million kilometers away, tens of thousands of times fainter than can be seen with the unaided eye. And I just thought that was pretty fucking cool. Like, I thought they just put it in orbit. I didn't think they actually launched that bitch into space. It's, it's still out there. So, to our woke, which we've changed the bumper, because it's true. We're going to have uh, the White House once again bringing in another goddamn fucking gay person, because we got to have gay people in representation. Half the staff is gay. How many gay people do you need? Jesus Christ. You got a black lady being racist. And another thing from that, the fucking Disney show of Robin D'Angelo white fragility bullshit in a cartoon for kids. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. I also knew, uh, I also know uh, that Ben is making history. As you know, we believe here in the Biden-Harris White House that representation matters. He will be the first openly uh, gay uh, um, uh, communications director, which is very, very important indeed. Okay, with that. This comment says, damn, you really dislike white people, don't you? Oh, I've been waiting for this too. This is a really bad question, but I love answering this really bad question. So hear me and hear me good. I do not hate white people. I hate that white supremacy does not allow me to love the way that I want to. 
Love is the only thing that makes sense in this world to me. And I hate any system that forces me to be careful about how I love in the world. I don't hate white people. I hate that white supremacy means that I can't go over all of my white friends' houses because what if their less accepting, close-minded grandma is there? I don't hate men. I hate the system of patriarchy and misogyny that means I have to be careful about even going outside where men might be located. After all I've learned about racism, I still don't believe that white people are bad people. I hate that white supremacy has taught white people that they're the only normal people. I hate systems that don't allow me to love. Oh, you understand love, don't you? No, no, I do not understand anything about white fragility. White fragility? What's that supposed to mean? You know what it means. You're doing it right now. Doing what? Being defensive about race. Robin D'Angelo wrote a whole book about it. Read it. Yet again. Same um cover and everything. My dad wouldn't even look at the diary. He said his people would never own slaves. How could he just dismiss me like that? White fertility. Megan Kelly got trashed because she called it a bunch of CRT bullshit, which it clearly is. NPR happy hour, furious. Beyonce loses uh, to a very white artist, but that's not racist. In Tennessee, because it seems like we've getting a, a big dose of woke lately. Uh, a guy wore his African suit on the floor, but the rules are you can't do that. So now the local TV is all making it a racist event when it's really not. The next article shocked me. A black professor trapped in anti-racist hell. Very good article. Our government, because we have nothing better to do with shooting down all these balloons and the border being a shit mess where Chinese people are coming across the fucking border. That was what happened this weekend. No, we're not worried about that. We want to have the first Hispanic chief of astronauts so we can be woke when we go to space. Because, you know. Hannah Jones, who made this mess, all sorts of upset that people are locking down razors. Well, you know, you people made it. You said looting was not stealing. It was repropriation because of slavery and shit. So people who never had any slaves in their family should go steal shoes. Good shit. Jesus Christ. Scientific American. The woke decline of scientific American fighting fat is racist. Gender rights rules. And that's why people don't trust the science. The science. Yeah. Okay. Microsoft Onan Group, blackouts, conservative media, including Twitchy, wants to shut us all down. That's where I'm getting the it's coming. It is coming. It is coming. It is coming. And it's all CRT and bullshit. Kate Aguilar, happy Super Bowl Sunday. I'm proud of the piece of the Washington Post. I'm grateful for all the scholarships we made impossible. And it was a big deal because there's two black quarterbacks. Uh, even Fox ran with that. MSNBC, white supremacist obsession with fitness has gone digital. Because once again, it's all about something. To our cancel section, we're going to play two sound bites back to back. A beautiful section about Eastern Oregon wanting to succeed from Oregon. And uh, Roseanne Barr on Tucker.
36 total counties in Oregon. 11 of them have already voted in favor of seceding because by and large, the people living in those counties, they believe that their values are no longer being represented by the state legislature. Which what, what is this special and why is it on Fox Nation? What are you doing and why? Well, it's a uh kind of a return to stand up after many years. And uh, they offered me, uh, you know, to come and do a stand up special. And uh, it, it was in response to being, you know, fired. And they came to my defense. And I was like, well, I thought about it. And uh, I was like, yeah, I need to have my say. I need yes. to answer. And because, you know, I was kind of not allowed to even apologize for what happened. I, I was just like, blackballed and, uh, you know, uh, just, just totally canceled from um, even commenting on what happened. So I thought, well, you know, stand-up is a great place to come back and um, say what happened and tell the truth about it. And also to talk about cancel culture itself and how horrible it is and how fascist. And it, jokes are a great great way to, uh, you know, scorn power, especially during Biden's presidency. I, I love laughing it to scorn because it, it deserves to be laughed to scorn. Oh, I and, and my jokes are so great. They're the most offensive. I was talking to my friends who also were canceled and we all were saying we made a pact together. When we come back, we're going to be even more offensive than we've ever been before. So my stand up is more offensive than I've ever been. And I'm so happy because you've got to be more offensive when the culture is so offensive that it makes absolutely no sense that it's anti-life, anti-human, anti-culture, anti-citizen. You've got to be so offensive to offend the most offensive thing that is on earth right now. And I think I've done it. You have. <laughs> That's a very high bar. I just, but I just want to go one sentence back. You have friends. There's a community of people who've been canceled. Like, you know, uh, each other comedians, you know, yes. you know, especially comedians, because, you know, uh, like I told you last night, I was terrified when Obama signed the NDAA thing, because I said, my God, this is an attack on comedy. And all the comics were talking about it. It's like we will not be able to say anything now. And it's true. And it's funny that I said that on Twitter and that I was the first casualty of cancel culture in a large way. But, you know, uh, so many of other comics have fallen to and can't find work and, uh, you know, have no livelihood because, you know, unless they, you know, are ridiculously sucking up to what the, the left considers to be. Well, the left has no humor at all. So let's be real. They have yeah. no sense of humor at all. Good stuff. I'm actually going to watch that special. What the hell? Mediate Courtney Kardashian is selling vaginal gummies. But that's not cancelable. We we should definitely cancel that. That's fucking gross. And a lot of my god, this ad just pissed them off. This is a slate article. And if you remember, I've gone over like twelve fucking articles because the left was so upset with it. Um, here are uh, I'm just gonna read them. I'm not gonna play them or get slides for them. Something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on a Super Bowl ad to make fascism look benign. That was AOC. Sawyer Hackett, 
and let me zoom this up because we are at like 80. There we go. Let's put it at 100 percent. With the money that he gets as people spend on their right wing Jesus ads, they can permanently house 1,563 people. Yeah, why don't you do that with the source money? If Jesus were alive today, he'd say they don't spend all those millions of dollars to run a Super Bowl ad about me instead of us the money to feed the poor and the house the unhoused. Common theme. Just FYI, same group that's financing the He Gets Us Jesus ad is also helping finance a lawsuit seeking to ban abortion nationwide. Hate at the Super Bowl. The $100 million Super Bowl ad about Jesus comes from a group He Gets Us. Note well, his group donated $50 million to anti-LGBT hate group. Because they're religious and they're not down with transing the kids and killing babies. Sorry about that. Chelsea Clinton said that when she was six, she left the church because they didn't like abortion. I'm uh, unequivocally calling bullshit on that. I don't think that's true. Greta Thunberg, the world is getting more grim by the day. Hey, uh, your 15 minutes are up. Go the fucking away. Uh, go the fucketh away. This is from uh, Jason Rance. In Washington State, malicious harassment that targets unhoused individuals is a hate crime. Ironically, the homeless can legally harass you because we got our priorities. Just all sorts of fucking wrong. So, let's go into our trans section. Um, Our sound bites for the transing, uh, I don't even know what the first Karen is about. The next is that creepy guy who is bragging about transing the kids. The next is an elementary school teacher. Another one's from TPSUA. And, uh, yeah, the transing is um, really bad. It's just boring. Well, you can bore your way out of here. No, I'm here to distract. We're adults, are we not? Are we adults? We just don't support this kind of this well, kind of stuff. We don't want this on our college campuses. You are miseducating the people. But when you come in here, when you come in here and you lie about the way that our society should be, when you come in here and you spread this type of shit, it's what makes these generals bad. It's, it, it's what causes the things that you're complaining about. Yeah, you Your beliefs actively, like, actively make the world unsafe for people who are just trying to live in it. It's, it's, it's not opinion-based. It is fact-based. You can do the research yourself. I promise you that. Aren't you supposed to uplift black voices? Whoa. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? What? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. We all oh, have got nothing to say. No, let's, you want to play the game. Let's play the game, baby. Let's play the game. I'm not okay, here to play the game. I'm here to disrupt. Are you trying to shut you down gotta my understand voice? that. Are you not trying to shut down my voice? Yes. You, that's the point of me are being you here. Are you supposed to uplift black voices? Let me hear. It's not in every situation. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again Because a vision 
softly creeping Left its seas while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walk alone It looks like these homosexuals have set up a free library. Let's take a look. This little free library was built by hand by two extremely domestic lesbians. My friends ask me about my sexuality I choke up and joke that the answer's not easy Like I'm watching a Disney movie and the couple gets it on But who should I look at? Is it Shang or Mulan? I like boys and girls but I still don't know why I couldn't get either one if I really tried Switching my preference like an on and off switch If I Your parents screwed up it's okay to say so. <laughs> That's why I made a Patreon, so that we could talk about it, so that we could connect in a way that has more privacy, so that we could talk to each other in a way that's uh, more open and stuff that we wouldn't share like in the comments of a video like this. I think you're worthy and valuable, and I wanted to spend more connected time with you, healing together, and hearing your deeply inspiring stories. It's day 335 of being a girl, and I wanted to go on record to say that this might be the hottest I've ever looked and will ever look in my lifetime. And I'm making this video so that in thousands of years, there will be evidence. Is it the dress? It could be the dress. It, it, is it the makeup? Or is it the hair? Because I think it's the extensions. And when I have extensions in, I don't know my name. I don't know where I live. I just know that I love these. And I know that I look like I could steal a husband. But I want to promise you, look me in the eyes. I want to promise you that I would never do that to you. Okay, I am a girl's girl. And I love ya. Woo! But seriously, this is good, right? Okay, okay, okay. Love you, love you, okay. It is so mainstream. Uh, today, New York Times. These 12 transgender Americans would love you to mind your own business. Today, free press. I thought I was saving trans kids. Now I'm blowing the whistle. The article we read last time. They just don't understand. These are just a few. After discovering school dress identified daughter as a male, counseled her on breast bindings and kept it from the mother. Maine, that's a blue state. Mom demands investigation after school counselor sleekly gives daughter a chest binder. That, that's Idaho and Maine. Knox Pride whining in USA Today, that Will Carna Carlisle guy. Um, upset that they passed the bill, they won't be able to do their pride parade.
Well, think about that. What does that mean, what you're doing in your pride parade? You're being indecent on purpose. And we're supposed to be upset about it? I, I don't know. And then, shockingly, Cookville Brewery Drag Brunch Police say brought Antifa led to bartender citation because they were out front with weapons and harassing people. But to show that we still have hope, FCC, people made complaints on that bullshit that we had to watch. Lawsuit pile up against U.S. parents take on social media giants for fucking their kids up. The Church of England is literally going to go gender neutral with God. And a soundbite I saved because if this is real, this person's really fucked up. If it's not real, this person's still really fucked up. My name is Tristan. I am the host of the Asylum System, and if you have met us, you have probably met me. My name is Onyx. I am the primary protector of the Asylum System. I mainly hold traumas regarding adulthood abuse and adulthood abusers. Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm the social protector of the Asylum System. I've been around for a very, very long time. Hi, I'm Doe. They don't really know about me yet. I don't know if they'll see this until later, but it's a secret. Hi, I'm Nova. I am the system caretaker. Hi, my name is Maple. I am a normal in the asylum system, and as of making this video, we're still working out my job. Hi, I'm Raina. Uh, I like this building. <laughs> It looks like I have stickers on my face. <laughs> and this is this is frog. This is frog. I'm Oksana. I am the Little's caretaker and they call me the creative. Um I mostly stay in the inner world. My name is Craven. I am the integration of Moran and Ghost. Jade. Um, everyone's been calling me Tetra. That's incredibly disturbing. Um, but here's hope. Sweden is putting the brakes on this transing of the kids. And maybe the left will start to see if Sweden's doing it, what does that say? They're pretty fucking liberal. But even they're going, man, this is not good. So going to play a positive before our negative. So the positive is three breaks from Sarah Huckabee Standard's speech that I thought was really good because we never play really the ruddle. Straight into our This is America, Lemon and Company talking about, once again, Fox not getting an interview and how that's so great because they're journalists and it's about truth. That's what they're saying. And then a school teacher saying that parents caring about their kids is fascism. Beyond our border from Afghanistan to Ukraine, from North Korea to Iran, President Biden's weakness puts our nation and the world at risk. 
and the president's refusal to stand up to China, our most formidable adversary, is dangerous and unacceptable. President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies, and defend our people. He is simply unfit to serve as Commander-in-Chief. And while you reap the consequences of their failures, the Biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality Americans face every day. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols all while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is, your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy, and it's wrong. Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it, his administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. And this is America. All right, also today, two media titans talking and taking in the big game last night. You see there, that's the head of Fox, Rupert Murdoch, who was spotted at the Super Bowl sitting to his right is Twitter CEO Elon Musk. Not everyone, though, wanted to cozy up to Fox during the Super Bowl. President Biden actually broke with tradition, and he declined to be interviewed on the network's pregame show. Typically, it's a tradition for U.S. presidents to sit down with whoever is hosting and airing the Super Bowl for an interview. So now a question has been raised by some critics of whether or not this was a missed opportunity for the president to potentially reach millions of viewers. So joining us now with his take is Semaphore Editor-in-Chief Ben Smith. That is a good question because it is a lot of people. I think it was 208 million people watched the Super Bowl last year. So how do they weigh a calculus like that of whether or not to go forward with this? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think it's pretty tactical. I don't think this was necessarily them trying to strike some big blow against Rupert Murdoch. Although, if that's a side benefit, like, I'm sure they're into it. But, <laughs> but they had tried to get the actress. They had tried to sort of go to a subsidiary Fox channel and Fox, get, Soul. Fox Soul and to have the actress Vivica Fox, no relation, in, interview, um, interview the president. She's a supporter of his. When, when, the, when that kind of hit a bump, they discarded the whole thing. Um, but I think actually it's mostly about the timing. If, if you had an interview with Joe Biden, if, if I had an interview with Joe Biden, you'd say, are you running for re-election? What's going on with the balloons? I don't think he, I think he wants to answer both of those questions at sort of the time and place of his choosing. And so, and, and it wasn't yesterday. But he did two interviews last week with Telemundo and PBS. Yeah, that's right. But I think, but I just think you, I would mostly look at like, what doesn't he want to talk about? What doesn't um, he want to talk about? And also the Fox ecosystem, where, where they are, especially on truth, right? And facts. And I think that, that, I definitely think that played into it. Should he have done it? That's up I to I mean, me. they're not fans of Fox, but I feel like, I do feel like there's this hunger for, you know, Joe Biden to strike a blow against the evil empire. But honestly, like, you know, a couple of his people go on there with some regularity. Pete Buttigieg goes on there. And I think when they see it to their tactical advantage, he'll be there immediately. I'm not sure he sees, like, reshaping truth in the media ecosystem is, like, the main thing he's trying to do here. But then you look at, when you talk about reshaping truth in the, the media ecosystem, and you see Elon Musk 
um, and Rupert Murdoch sitting there together, that gets people to wonder. And for some, it is confirmation that, see, that's why he shouldn't have done the interview with Fox. It's all, they're all in collusion out to get Joe I mean, Biden and, and liberals and the administration. I mean, it is kind of, you know, Musk has sort of positioned himself as this rebel against traditional media sitting next to, you know, one of the great media moguls of our era who uh, has these vast holdings. Maybe most interesting, you know, Murdoch's daughter, Elizabeth, a prominent media executive sitting next to Musk, who is theoretically currently in the search for a CEO to replace himself, which I don't I think she's sort of an interesting candidate for that gig. Were you that surprised, though, to see them sitting next to each other? I really, I, I don't think I was that surprised. No. It stood out, but it wasn't like, oh, wow. No, it seems like the most predictable thing in the world. I was kind of surprised that they actually, like, wow, they actually did it because it's a little frightening, I must say. I was kind of surprised when, when, CNN, when, um, when Fox did the roundup of celebs who were there, like, here's LeBron, here's so-and-so. Musk was not included, which is sort of interesting <laughs> to me. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't like that. Um, so let's, so the uh, past interviews, let's see, Obama, President Obama did Bill O'Reilly, which was a mm -hmm. very interesting interview. I think Bill O'Reilly got to talk um, more than President Obama did. Do we have some of that? And then he talked, he questioned him a lot about Benghazi. This was the reason that people said, because that, uh, that President um, Biden shouldn't do it because it's going to be all about um, his son, Hunter Biden, and so on. But let's listen to the Fox interview and then we'll talk about it. Your detractors believe that you did not tell the world it was a terror attack because your campaign didn't want that out. Bill, think That's about what it. they believe. And, and, and they believe it because folks like you are telling no, them I'm that. I'm not telling them that. I'm asking you whether <laughs> but, you were told it was a terror is, attack. And what I'm and saying you... is that is inaccurate. All right. we, we revealed to the American people exactly what we understood at the time. No tie? So uh, do you think it was a missed opportunity? Before his, a man before his time. A man before his time with no tie here now. But do you think it was a missed opportunity? Um, I think if, if Barack Obama were president, he might have done it and happily kind of sparred with, you know, Brett Baer or somebody like that. I, don't, I think Biden is not as likely to stay on script in a combative interview. Trump also skipped an inter a Super yeah. Bowl interview back in 2018 with NBC. So it's not like Biden's the first president it's, to do it. It's yeah, not it's like not. enshrined in the Constitution. Uh, that you... Though we should, we should have an amendment probably. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you introduced that when you're uh, on Capitol Hill. We have that kind of power. Ben yeah. All right, Ben, thank you so much for joining us on all of this. This morning, yes. we love having Thank you. you. Good to see you. All right. All right. We have to talk about this right-wing idea of parents' rights. It's literally just fascism. As far as I can tell, parents' rights means allowing parents to control their kids, even in ways that are harmful to their kids. Obviously, as an educator, I believe strongly in the importance of parents and families and other primary caregivers instilling morals and discipline and principles in their kids. I see educators' role as partnering with parents and other caregivers to form a collaborative support network for every child. However, some parents and caregivers unfortunately do not support their kids the way they should. That's part of why the public school system works with social services to make sure kids are taken care of. It's why schools work to connect parents with resources to help them learn how to support their children if and when they need the help. The fact of the matter is, parents and caregivers who reject their children's gender identities are not taking care of their children. Kids whose families refuse to affirm their child's true gender identity are at greatly increased risk of suicide attempts, self-harm, substance abuse, homelessness, low academic performance, and other serious mental health issues.
Conservatives who claim that their real concern is parents' rights are just trying to use a family-friendly excuse for wanting trans people to not exist. If there's ever a picture for homeschooling, that picture of that that um that teacher's face, yeah, that's 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 the one. Army says safety, not wokeness, is why they're having problems. This is all over Twitter. It's now a thing. They are literally media mattering everything. I won't be surprised that someday even Bush League podcasts like mine, they're going to have a little fucking trans person who hates cis white normative people listen to this little podcast and go, it's 99% unfactual because none of it's what they want to hear. This came out this week and it's just fucking Shocking. A Yale professor suggests mass suicide for old people in Japan because they can't pay for all of them. So, of course, because our liberals love that kind of shit, here is a lib going in all in. The idea that they should sacrifice something for young people isn't being seriously considered. If nothing else, government should keep spending all its money on them and giving them advantage in the job market through civil rights law. See also COVID. Other applies are just worse. Like, just kill them already. To show there's hope, these are Google articles pushed to my phone. The EV thing is coming out. You know, it's so expensive to buy it. And then worse, the charging is not cheaper now because they've jacked up electric costs because everything on energy they realize is evil, so they punish you. This is all over the place. Political hooligans are having multiple articles. Just because these two did stuff about Twitter, they're now horrible, horrible people. And then the last next wave you're going to hear Coming out, full-fledged, full-throated. By the way, the Ku Klux Klan founding rationale was in large part to protect women. In Toya's 1915 film, The Birth of the Nation, popularized this narrative portraying black men as sexually threatening towards white women. It's striking how both the anti-trans and anti-magret backlash are using the same rationale. Protect women. Using the all-too-real endemic crisis of male violence against girls and women to specifically target Two vulnerable groups. So get ready for that. Then there's this one, which I don't do enough stories and I should do more. This is literally uh, following media includes potentially sensitive content on Twitter. Why? I was eight years old when I was informed by the expert testifying for California DOJ that an AR is an area effect weapon. A single 223 round can sever a human being in half. The barrel rifle is what makes a round tumble upon hitting a target. Everything about that is factually incorrect. It tumbles when it hits bone of 50 Calibral round could separate you very effectively, but uh, five, six, no, 45 will do more damage. 
40 caliber. Nine mils a bigger round. We're talking 5.56 millimeter. Even the new army round, 6.8 millimeter. It's all math. And math's tricky because it's racist. So the left just doesn't understand the concept. This is the latest anti-DeSantis. It's really good. DeSantis acts like a Roman Caesar. Oh, really? And to show you that D.C. is totally but stupid, this is a whole article from the Washington Post where they fucking brag about changing social studies. And what they've done now is just done CRT and LGBT, E-I-E-I-O, even though they don't. They say it's not in school. You're a liar if you say it's in school. Government group was paid for by the federal government, the State Department, to track conservative and deplatform. Our State Department under Obama did it. And then our last two are just pictures. I think this is funny as shit. It's a Pizza Hut. You know it's a Pizza Hut. And this tweeter, Isabel Maria De Luca, no matter what you do to this building, everyone knows it used to be a Pizza Hut. That is what the trans community fails to understand. And that is a beautiful, beautiful tweet because it's 100% true. You can't change what you are. And then as we've had so much Asia or uh, so much he is us angst. This just came when I went upstairs to go to the bathroom. There is a Democrat with their abortion thumbs up in front of the USSR. That picture sums up our Democratic Party and our media. That is good. An abortion with the heart because we love abortion. That's good. An ad that's very ingenious trying to get people to come to Jesus. Something we really need in this country because we got a lot of fucking immoral fucking bullshit going on. Yeah. Yeah, I said that. I said that. So that wraps up an episode very succinctly. We are shooting everything out of the sky because he doesn't want to get criticized. They hate Jesus. Their happy fox hates or is hated so much by a White House who, you know, this is the same media that freaked out that Trump wouldn't do it and also said his immigration policy was against um, the plaque at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty. He was sundering. And they are pushing so much CRT and LGBT and trying to twist it now to a racial thing. You're the Ku Klux Klan. But even in Cookville, Tennessee, the only people with guns at anti-drag things are drag proponents. So suck. No, that's not right. Eat a full bag of dicks. The only people bringing guns are you guys. Where is Will Carlisle? Come on, Will Carlisle. You did a whole thing about how it was horrible in a Texas town. Well, now your guys are the bad guys. Bad people. Just bad. So this wraps up another episode of Flower Politics Podcast. Share with family friends. Go to SoundCloud, Flower Politics with a K, Rumble, 482467, foppodcast at gmail.com to communicate with me and tell me to go fuck myself. I am supposed to get my microphone. It left Atlanta, so I'm thinking by our next show on the 17th of February, Year of Our Lord, 2023, we'll have the new mic. 
and I want to do a sound check and just plug in and play because it'll be digital. My wife's already spent her money and we're using it and I still don't have my mic. It was stuck in New Jersey. It went to Atlanta Saturday. It left Atlanta last night. So I'm hoping tomorrow, maybe, maybe the next day. It was due by the 17th. So I'm going to try to hold off till that date so we can actually have a podcast with the beautiful new mic. Ooh, that's not good. Maybe that's why it's all crazy. It's all crooked. But until then, disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah, yeah. It's a little disappointed with the Super Bowl. That's why I didn't talk about it. I kind of wanted the Eagles to win. I don't like Mahomes and company, but, you know, whatevs. I guess I didn't have a horse in that race. It was at least an entertaining game, kind of, even though it was kind of knew the ending. They left them too many minutes on the clock, and they were going to be able to drive down in five minutes, so they did, and that was the end of the fucking game. Rihanna, I don't understand a million years why that was the halftime. I mean, that that is a small demographic that likes Rihanna. But, you know, and racism is still on the field. So they, they the Super Bowl or the NFL, NASCAR is still doing it. You really are so concerned with the eyes that don't watch your game. I mean, these very liberals that you're trying to get are doing articles on how it's violent because a guy, probably from COVID complications, collapsed on a field. That's your story right there. He collapsed on a field. Now it's a violent, racist sport. Those are the articles from the same people you're doing all your promotion for, which is just weird. I mean, come on, man. Corn Pop ain't down with that. So, as always, thanks for listening. Y'all take care.